Hey everybody, welcome to the Quarantined Hypocrite Podcast. For those of you who normally uh, listen to my podcast, you know it's the Recovering Hypocrite Podcast, and I normally do an interview every other Wednesday uh, with someone about something related to the relentless of grace of God uh, j- uh, directed at jacked up sinners like you and me. Well, what I've decided to do is, since I am in self-quarantine, and we'll get into that in a second, um, I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands. And so while I'm doing this, um, I'm going to post some extra bonus episodes, which are mostly going to be uh, me talking about different situations that kind of are popping up because of either the coronavirus uh, situation or stuff that I'm thinking about. And a lot of suggestions have come in online for topics uh, that I can talk about. So I'm going to try to address some of those as well. But what I want to talk about today in this first episode is um, the idea of quarantining the body of Christ. And, And what I mean by that is a lot of churches like Riverview have have chosen to either cancel their weekend services or move their services digitally online for a season um, because of everything happening surrounding uh, the coronavirus. And I want to talk about that, but first I want to talk about why I'm self-quarantined and then lead into that. For those of you um, who were not at our online services this last weekend, you may not know this, but I was in Paris, France last week, and while I was there, I was meeting with a bunch of church planting network leaders from around the world. And we um, uh, found out that restrictions were starting to happen around the world. It started with one of the guys from Guatemala. His country was closing down and saying anybody from Europe had to be self-quarantined for 14 days and all that sort of thing. And so on Wednesday of last week, I changed my flight to come home early Thursday morning. About 2 a.m. Thursday morning, all of a sudden, my phone started blowing up. I had 21 text messages. So I finally got out of bed to, to see what was going on. And my family and others were reaching out and saying, listen, are you going to get stuck in Europe? The president just said we're closing the borders um, um, from the from Europe. And so luckily, I already had my flight for Thursday morning, so I was super thankful. So I ended up coming home on Thursday, and it wasn't until Friday that I found out that um, France had been listed as a level three country, which means there were some quarantine requirements. Now, I had already been kind of self-quarantined when I got home on my own for a couple, I was going to do that for a couple days anyway. But then I was told that, that I should do it for 14 uh, days. And so I uh, talked it through with my co-pastors, talked it through with my wife and family, and decided the best thing to do is for me to hang out in this bunker here and to self-quarantine for 14 days. And so that is what I am doing. And uh, so I have to tell you, when I was getting ready to go to Europe, I was a skeptic about everything happening with coronavirus. I'm just kind of like that kind of guy. In fact, there's five network directors in the U.S. I was the only one that thought we should go to Europe. One guy wasn't sure whether we should go to Europe, and he went anyway. The other three were like, no way, we're not going. We're going to get stuck. This is going to be a big deal. And I thought, this is not going to be a big deal. And I don't like to being told what um, I am I'm supposed to do and all that. So I'm like, I'm going uh, no matter what. And as a result, of my belligerence, here I am, I am quarantined now, and I'm not the only one. Um, In fact, there are thousands, um, if if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of churches um, that are quarantining along with me. And um, I have had a fair number of questions thrown my way. Um, um, some of them were have been charitable and respectful, and some of them have been snarky and mean-spirited, quite frankly, um, about um, why Riverview and other churches have chosen uh, to, to close down and to quarantine or to move their services online and all of that. And so what I wanted to do is to just talk about that. And the most common thing that I've heard from people 
is a concern that churches that are closing their doors or temporarily uh, suspending their services or temporarily uh, moving online are violating Hebrews 10, uh, 25. So let me read Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 for a second. It says this, and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, this is an important passage, and and, and Christians are, are rightly concerned about the idea of the fact that we should obey this. We should not neglect to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing. So what is the whole idea there? There are people who are just like, you know what? I don't really need the body of Christ. You've heard people say this. I am, I'm a Christian, I'm a spiritual person, but I don't really need the church. Well, that's in direct violation of this passage. We are not to neglect to gather, gather together, as some are in the habit of doing. We're not to do that as followers of Christ, but rather we gather together for a specific purpose. In fact, three purposes are listed in this passage. We are to gather together to watch out for one another, to provoke one another to love, and to provoke one another to good works. And ironically, that is exactly what we are doing when we move our services offline for a season, when churches choose to close their doors, is we are watching out for one another, we are provoking one another to love and to good works. Now, again, even as I've expressed that to people, I've shared that over the course of the weekend, still some people have had some concerns. So I want to give you the two main reasons why I am not only okay as a skeptic about closing the doors of churches for a season or moving online for a season, I've got two main reasons for that. The first is that we as followers of Christ are consistently in Scripture called to obey our governing authorities. I want to read three passages of Scripture and give a little commentary on each one of those. The first one is in Romans 13, where it says this, Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God. We don't like that. We only think the authorities that we like are from God. But in the Roman times, the Roman Empire was persecuting Christians, killing Christians, Christians, sawing them in two, turning them into torches in the street. And yet, the author of Romans, the Apostle Paul, says there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do it as good, and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good, but if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. Think about that. The government, governing authorities, are God's servant placed in the world for your good. And I think that's exactly one of the situations that we're facing right now. We are not all scientists. We are not all geneticists and experts in, in, in how pandemics spread. And, and the government is there as God's servant for your good and the consistent message around the world. Now, granted, people are going to have all kinds of opinions on this, but the consistent message right now is that the best thing that we can do 
do to keep ourselves healthy and to keep the vulnerable people around us healthy is to separate from one another for a season, to separate um, physically from one another. And what a blessing it is that we live in a time in history where we can temporarily just move online and still engage with each other online. The fact that I can record this in my bunker and you guys can watch this online, this is part of the gift that we have during this season. Um, when the, the governing authorities tell us it's time to separate for one another for a season. The second passage is in Titus 3, where it says, remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. And the reason I wanted to share this one is because it doesn't just talk about submitting to rulers and authorities and, and obeying and being ready for good work, but it says this, don't slander anyone. I'm watching Christians out there slandering other Christians for, for trying to obey these texts. Don't slander anyone to avoid fighting. There's a lot of Christians trying to pick fights that they ought not be picking, to be kind, to sow gentleness to all people. There are going to be people who disagree with you about this. Listen, I'm one of those skeptic guys. I didn't even want to get involved in the whole quarantine thing. I went to Paris thinking I was going to be fine, and here I am in my bunker for 14 days. And so uh, there are going to be people who disagree with you. Be gentle, be kind. Do not fight with them. And then in 1 Peter 2, it says this, conduct yourself honorably among the Gentiles so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day he visits. So think about this. We want to live uh, as Christians such a life right now that when people look at our lives, they give God glory. And the question is, just think about how you are online, how you are in the grocery store, how you are when there's one more package of toilet paper left on the shelves. Are you conducting yourselves in such a way that when someone looks at you, they would glorify God or not? Then it goes on. The next verse says, submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Submit, check this out, as free people. We submit freely, and by submitting freely, we are showing um, that we are free, that we are choosing the submission. We're not slaves. We're not being demanded to do things. We are submitting freely, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves, honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters, fear God, and honor the emperor. And that leads me to my second reason. The first reason that I'm pro quarantine, that I'm pro-moving services online for a temporary season, is for this very idea of loving the brothers and sisters, and it's ultimately love for our neighbor. Because the primary thing that we are hearing is the best way that we can love one another is to be apart from one another for a little while. In Galatians 6, it says, carry one another's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. We are to carry one another's burdens. And, and, and by carrying one another's burdens, we are ranking ourselves beneath another. That's why in verse 3, it says, if you consider yourself something when you're nothing, you're deceiving yourself. The idea is every one of us as followers of Jesus ought to be figuring out ways 
to carry one another's burdens. And I think this is a unique season for that. I think there are opportunities, and I don't know what they're going to look like yet. Uh, this whole situation is so fluid. It's changing all the time. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, there are going to be some unique opportunities out there for us to love one another. So if you know somebody, for instance, in your life who is elderly, who may not be able to get out, maybe they can't even figure out how to do online church services, and you're able to go to them just individually and help them out there. You're able to deliver some food, whatever you got to do. Figure out ways to carry one another's burdens. In Philippians 2, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. Don't be conceited, but in humility, be humble Consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. There are two examples that when I saw them, they kind of cut me to the quick. Um, the first I read about extensively online. The second one I just heard about this morning. I haven't had a chance to research it, so I don't know. Uh, but the first one is that 80% of the infections in South Korea of coronavirus, they came because someone went to church when they were told not to. I want you to hear that, especially as a follower of Christ. There were people who were told not to go to gatherings. They went to gatherings, and because of that, 80% of the virus that's happening in South Korea is happening because of that. It would devastate me if we held services or if if I I came out of my self-quarantine and went and hung out with um, uh, 200 people and they came down with something. I, I don't think I'm a carrier. I think I'm going to be fine over two weeks. But uh, this is about loving one another. It's about looking out for one another. Um, and, and the second story that I heard, um, I just heard this one this morning. I haven't confirmed it, but I hear that the cases that are happening in France right now are exactly the same thing. They spread in churches. And so we, as followers of Jesus, we need to set an example in both submitting to the governing authorities and we need to be setting an example in loving one another and carrying one another's burdens at this time. And the best way that we can do that is to separate from one another for a season. So I do want to encourage you, keep engaging with your local church, whether you're a part of RIV or some other church, keep engaging, uh, give financially to your church. This is going to be a tough season, just like everybody else. Find some people maybe who are losing their jobs. I mean, man, I just, just before recording this, found out about the bars and restaurants and stuff being closed down in museums and places like that in Michigan. There are people who are going to potentially lose their jobs or find a way to take care of those people during this season. Focus your energies there instead of worrying about um, our gathered community because we're going to still gather online for a season. And then I can't wait for that day that we all are able to get back together again. I want to read to you um, a quote by um, the boss himself, uh, Martin Luther when he was facing the Black Plague. Um, and it is really stunning. And, and, and I just want to read his whole words. This is what he says. He says, I, uh, what to do? Someone asked him um, yeah, when you're facing the Black Plague. He said this. He said, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate. I shall help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. And if my neighbor needs me, however, 
however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. I love that. We should uh, follow the words and advice of Martin Luther. And in fact, that's why we gather. Let's go back to that verse in Hebrews 10. And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, one of my dear friends texted me um, or messaged me on on, on Twitter, um, and he said, isn't Hebrews 10, this passage, greater than Romans 13, the passage about governing authorities? And it's a, it's a powerful question because in Acts 5, the question is asked, shouldn't we obey God rather than man? And I just don't think it's as binary as that. It's not a switch that you flip. It's a judgment call. In fact, I would argue that that's exactly what Acts 5 is teaching, um, is that there is a time for followers of Christ to perhaps civilly disobey, and there's times not to. And, and in fact, I'm just going to stop with that because I think I'm going to record that one tomorrow. It's something I want to spend a little bit of time thinking about. But there are times for civil disobedience, and I do not believe we are currently in one. Who knows? We may get there, but we're not in one quite yet. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, feel free to uh, engage with this online if you've seen this on an online platform, um, or you can email me at podcast at noeljesse.com. I can't promise uh, that I'll get back to every single person. I can't promise that I'll engage with you at the level that you want me to engage with you, especially if you're going to try to fight with me about this. Um, but I, I would like to hear from you. I, I also, if you think that this is useful, I don't normally say this stuff because it feels really self-serving, um, but if you find this useful, please forward it uh, to others, post it wherever you think could be helpful, um, and that's it. So um, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about civil disobedience, and then Wednesday, a normal podcast. Um, and we're really looking forward to talking about church planting and, and what we can learn um, about uh, as church planters and pastors and people in church plants and churches um, in this current climate that we're in right now. So that's all I got for you. So have a wonderful day. Be safe. Uh, keep others safe. Keep praying for people. Uh, let's represent Jesus well.